so I, you know, I say that, and the one thing I really want to emphasize is that I'm worried about you guys down in Florida. Okay. <laughs> oh, this can go in go so many on. directions. <laughs> go on. <laughs> so many directions. This podcast is for general informational purposes only and represents the individual opinions of Dr. Dimitri Bick, Dr. Stefan DeGraff, Dr. Suzanne Mignon, and the guests. It does not constitute the practice of medicine or other professional healthcare services and should not be taken as medical advice or an establishment of standard of care. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements and no doctor-patient relationship is formed. The content on this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions. Please don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe, but more importantly leave a review on whatever platform you're listening on. Reviews not only help us grow listeners, but also help us grow as a show, improve our content, and make us better. Steph, your namesake hit a big shot last night. Did you see that? He did. He My did namesake? Yeah. Your namesake. <laughs> he had a big shot last night. <laughs> he did what he did so, what he normally does. I mean, that, that's, that's what he does, right? His name is Steph. He does, right. That won the game. That's right. Mm-hmm. He won the game. Won the game. But that's not what I want to talk about. That's not what I want to talk about. But yeah, um, I'm all. Uh, he, he was named after me. He was named after me, right? So he was named after you. That's right. Yeah. Because there you go. Right. Because because I mean, you're like I'm his namesake. Because you're older than him by like like a day, right? Probably. You're like you came out of the womb like a second before him. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I told him a lot. Yeah, um, but that's not what we're here to talk about because it's Super Bowl Sunday, national holiday in our house. I'm just happy I'm not on call today, so I feel bad for those walking today. Um, the last time these two played in a Super Bowl, it was awesome. Um, remember the quarterback for the 49ers then? Was he? Oh, come on, you guys are sports people, right? Was it, was it Kaepernick? Was, was I know, it and I have it was it Kaepernick? <laughs> that was a long time ago. No, no, was it, was it Kaepernick? Was it Kaepernick? Who was it? That was a couple of years ago, right? Was it wasn't um, Garoppolo? It was Garoppolo. It was, it was the Garoppolo. guy that got injured. It was the guy that got injured before Purdy. That led to Brock Purdy. Yeah. It's, it's, that's it's, right. You, you, should that's have said right. The, you should have had the guy that was on defense. Right? <laughs> he was, um, wasn't like posting posting some nudity online, something like, something like that. What? Yeah. There was he something about injured. Jimmy Garoppolo. There was something he, about Jimmy And Garoppolo. he got injured against the Dolphins. That's and that right. was the end of Garoppolo. And that was the beginning of... For the next golden boy, Brock Purdy is going to win this Super Bowl, according to our reluctant Maria. sports fan, Maria, beginning the next reign of eight Super Bowls in 10 appearances as Mr. Irrelevant seventh round. I, I, don't, I, I don't know. I'm going with, with Patrick Mahomes. Who could be the next Brady, who's already won two. He's already, he's already on three. track. And, and the only one he lost was to... Tampa no. Bay, Brady, Tom Brady, exactly. yeah, Tom Brady. Tom Brady gave him his first regular season. I think we loss. all need coffee. His first playoff loss. His first Super Bowl. I was like, I was like, Tampa Bay. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Brady. Yeah, Brady. Of course, because everything goes back to Tom Brady in this era of football. Of course, so he's one of these guys. Or well, I picked a different. Me and my friend. Me and my friend um, say that. You know what I'm talking about. Eli says he's the best quarterback, right? Because he, he, Eli, Eli Manning beat somebody twice. Yeah, he's the only one to beat Tom Brady. Right, he's he's been Tom Brady by all intents and purposes. If you beat the best quarterback twice, you probably should tell should tell around that say that you're the best quarterback. To be the best, gotta beat the best. But if they're beating Tom Brady, then it's not an offensive thing; it's a defensive move. So the Giants' defense, I would say, it's it's Tyree. That was good. uh, It's David Tyree's sticky helmet. Is Eli Eli, Eli was good though. Eli was good as a quarterback. But but the reason I'm bringing this up is because the last time these two these two teams played was January 2020 or February 2020. 
and we all remember February 2020. Louis? Yeah. yeah. It's a bit of a blur, but yes, we remember that. And what happened in March 2020. And yes. so I ask you both, what calamity will befall us? Nothing. In March Not 2024. Not COVID. Because some calamity will befall us. Why are you so doom and gloom today, Dimitri? Because in about in about ten minutes, in about ten minutes, we are bringing on we are bringing on a man who is is predict. He's not predicting. He's not predicting the end of the world, but he has a model for how generally people are basically how they are evil how they are presenting the psychology of evil and these things and we're going to ask him where these people are in the world and how they have taken over the world and how the wait, world the, is going to end because of these people wait, and i think it is a per the aliens what? well the aliens i don't think are evil because we don't have the psychology of aliens yet but Maybe the aliens are evil, but we have a we have evil people on the planet <laughs> right now, and yeah. the aliens the aliens may save us in in Star Trek universe. In oh, the Star Trek go. universe, there you go, Star Trek. The seat right behind me, right. Yeah, yeah. we yeah. know, we right know, there. we know, we know, right there, and right. Yeah, we we see, we see, we know, we know, we know. We got I can't, yeah. well, I can't point my finger that you're I having like. There it is. There it is. Right there. <laughs> In the Star oh, Trek universe, the Vulcans, who are very peaceful aliens, live long and prosper. Here you go. I've, I've, I've lost both of you now. But yeah. they come and they basically save humanity because yeah, they're very peaceful. We're talking peaceful. about Tom Brady. Yes. We're talking about, we're talking about the calamity. Tom Brady is the alien. We're, no, we're talking about the calamity that's going to befall us in a month because these two teams always, always uh, predict disaster. And so what disaster, I'm asking you what disaster is going to happen in a month? Answer the question. In a month? I don't know. In 2020. You can't. That's right. And it's going to happen again. What disaster is going to happen in a month? Answer the question. That is elections. We talk to our people about cognitive distortions. You are the epitome of it right now. That's right. And what disasters? Are you guys going to answer the question or not? No. The elections. I'm going to answer. Because there's going to be no The elections. Except there was the, an earthquake off the coast. That's of true. Florida. The we election is going to be a disaster. The election. Everything has happened. Speaking, we're ha well, first of all, we're in a slow disaster because climate change is a slow moving disaster. And people don't care about slow moving disasters because it's not like, you know, um, the day after tomorrow, which is like climate change, but like that happens, well, the day after tomorrow. It's also uh, moving. Uh, I, said, I said it. I said the word. Which is <laughs> <laughs> you know, like which is, you know, happens the next day, but climate change actually happens over the course of, you know, almost a century. And nobody cares about that because it, it happens too long. But that essentially we're in a slow moving disaster. But you know, when when things happen quickly, people start to care. And and the, in the pandemic, nobody cared about that anyway. They're like, it's gonna go away, you know. Uh, it's it's gonna disappear and it's gonna go like this. It's gonna go up and it's gonna go down and it's gonna disappear in a month and it'll be gone and 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 then it'll be gone and everything will be back to normal. You know, it's gonna be like that and everyone's gonna be you know. And then we're gonna get guess who we're gonna get again at the end of this year. You think you think we're gonna have a disaster in a month? I I think, but we're in in November. Guess who? Guess what disaster we're gonna have in I, November? I think, I think I think in that regard we're already living a disaster. We're in a, we're in a, we're in the we're in the dark timeline. We're in, we're in disaster. We're in disaster. You yeah. know, I, I grew up I, I grew up in Haiti, and this seems like Haiti's elections. Mm. Put it that way. Yeah, yeah. So we don't often delve into politics, but wait no, wait ten minutes. Wait ten minutes. We're going to delve. <laughs> There's gonna be some politics in there. <laughs> we're going to delve heavily into we politics in about ten it. minutes. We need, we need to really just kind of end on a little bit of a positive note because this this why this because uh, on a positive note, that's going to be so negatively going into Super Bowl Sunday. How can we talk about power? Let's talk about Star Trek. That's not no. That's that's not positive. That's, I, don't, that's, I don't know shit that's, about Star Trek other than at one point there was some study. That like sex offenders were obsessed with Star Trek, Dimitri. So I don't think you should doubt that too much. What? I need to see yeah. this study. Show oh, me this study. Find this study for me. 
find it. You need, because you, you, need you, just, you, need, you literally just insulted like you need reassurance. We need the entire nerd population of Star Trek. I'm not and insulting. I, you. I am offended. To get you to divert away from Star Trek. Now, I'm if we offended. talk about Star Wars, better than Star Trek in my. Opinion. I'm gonna find that same study about Star Wars too. You need reassurance. That's why you want to study. You need you need to prove yourself. If you're not. You know. You're not going to say anything about the serial killers I have over here. Oh, I saw that's, that already. No, that's, that is not okay, helping so your. That office, is not helping your case. My office at the college. All, I have all the serial killers from the Museum of Serial Killers, the Museum of Killers and stuff. That, that was, yeah. I'm sure that you know we're we're gonna have a we're gonna have a, another forensic psychologist coming on in about a month, mm-hmm. and she, I'm sure she's gonna have something to say about this section right here. Am I uh, the only one with a normal thought? You know. Process and content. I'm the only one with no evil. You're the only non forensic. Yeah, you're the oh, only non forensic. That's, yeah. that's true. There you go. Therefore, Both of you us have be, worked in jails. You have to be evil to work in forensic realm. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, now you're calling us evil. Now you're insulting. I, I didn't say we're, that. I didn't say that. We're gonna okay. ask. We're gonna ask. Dr. Longin, if we're both evil because we worked in jail. Okay. Is that asking? <laughs> asking why would somebody work as a mortician? Right, because they don't like people. Because they enjoy cutting through skin and flesh, like they're cutting to butter. I have, I have, I have a few patients who are um, you more to are, are morticians or want to be with them, and I've asked them why they do that, and it's because they like the solidarity. They like the not the solidarity is not the right word. The solitude. The solitude. Like the solitude. Well, they, they could just walk the, 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 the earth by themselves. You know, they could just, I don't know, climb the Mount Everest. You know, why they, they, why do they have to be why do they have to be with dead bodies for to have solitude? How do you walk the earth by yourself? Concert. I mean, you don't you just walk, you don't stay, you don't talk to Where people. do you go to walk the earth by yourself when there's eight billion people on on the side of the highways? You know, That's you don't the serial killers are there, and so then you're gonna die. So at least you know the dead person can't kill you because they're already dead. Yeah, it's kind of sad, but yeah. to me, mortician is more like sublimation. It's more mm-hmm. like you having, I mean, it's not everyone, obviously, but I think there's kind of some kind of psychology behind it that you enjoy death, you enjoy cutting to people, and to make it as a profession, part of sublimation, you do, you become Steph, a mortician. You went to medical school. You literally cut into dead people. It did not become my career. In anatomy. But it did not become my career. It did not become my career. Yeah. Oh it did not become God. my career. You know how to go to med school to become a teacher. Did, did you or did yeah. you not do it? I did not become a surgeon. That's what I'm saying. No, but the question was you cut into a dead person. I did. I did. I did. I did. To for science. For science. Not for pleasure. For science. Evan Longin. Next. Our guest today is a clinical psychologist in Salem, Massachusetts. He's written a book called The Roots of Evil, a postmodern exploration of the unintended consequences of civilization, which is quite a mouthful. Evan Longin, you have defined evil into four factors. So tell us what those four factors are and what is your definition of evil? So evil comes about when these four factors come to play, when they merge. And the first one is binary thinking, uh, us versus them. And that's that's uh, been a problem throughout history of identifying the other as somehow less than who we are. The second one is power over behavior. So when we identify these people as being less than, we then subject them to power um, and uh, put them down and diminish them. The third is coming to control of information so that we don't let people know the truth, that we uh, create uh, alternative facts to uh, cover up issues. And the final one is simplistic solutions to complex problems. So I, you know, I say that, and the one thing I really want to emphasize is that I'm worried about you guys down in Florida. Okay. <laughs> oh, this can go in go so many on. directions. <laughs> go on. So many directions. Uh, those factors seem to be 
very dramatically played out in the um, the Sanctus administration, uh, the changing of history, the changing of ideas, the diminishing of other people's power, uh, finding fault with anybody who's a minority from gays to uh, blacks to minority groups, uh, to controlling information, changing history, changing, well, you just, changing. You just, uh, books, you just got right into it, books. huh? <laughs> it's it's pretty scary what's going on in your state. You you just got right into that, huh? Just just, just, I mean, just didn't pass go. Just got right right. No, but, but hey, to, to to be fair, this is a huge target to miss. I mean, how can you miss that target, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, we usually ease into that kind of political stuff after a few questions, but not today. But, you know, okay, not today. Not today. today. All right, that's fine. I, I we're good. I, all right, b before we completely go down that road i do want to was ask that you political i didn't think that was political i i'm just saying i'm worried about you guys you're such lovely people you're trying to get information <laughs> out to the world and you have a force around you that's trying to dampen you out look you're not going to get an argument from me like okay. i'm worried about me too <laughs> <laughs> Which is literally the reason we have you on <laughs> to explain all of these things to us. But do these four things have to be four things or can you have like two of them? Like, like, can you like be just a binary thinker who likes simplistic solutions and be evil or do you have to have all four? Of them? You have to have all four. Uh, you know, as you approach those four, uh, we start to get worried. We start to be concerned. But it takes all four of those to come together, as I'm saying in the case of Florida, that we actually see uh, the roots of evil. Okay. And and is there degrees of evil? So like, for instance, no, uh, our guy... when you get to when you get to evil, you're evil. And there there, you know, I, I, uh, the Holocaust was clearly a massive event that was evil. Hitler was a massive event that was evil, but it is not the bombing of a black church and killing black children just as evil. It may not have affected as many people, but I don't think you can measure when you get to evil, which evil is worse evil. It's kind of okay. like being a little or a lot pregnant. There's no such Yes, thing. you're either pregnant <laughs> or you're not pregnant. You're evil or you're not. Yes. You're well, either well, get there Okay, yeah. but all right. So let me let me like because you brought up the Holocaust, and 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 that is usually what people bring up when they bring up like the epitome of evil acts. Even though yeah. there's been many many evil acts, but we'll go with the Holocaust. But let's say okay, so there's the Holocaust, and Hitler is let's say the most evil person ever. But then there's a guy like say like like Charles Manson who yes. had power over behavior, binary thinking control of information and simplistic solutions. So he meets the criteria for evil, but he didn't yes. murder all these because people. Because we stopped he... him. We stopped him. I mean, Charles Manson meets the criteria for evil. Right. Now, uh, fortunately, the community rallied to uh, discover him and to incarcerate him. Given the opportunity, he would have loved to have uh, matched Hitler. Okay, but right. all right, but is there but is there a way to discern someone like Hitler whose behavior was was based on intent to be bad versus someone like say Charles Manson who even if we gave him the opportunity to become Hitler probably could not have because he didn't have the capacity due to mental illness to become that type I, of I don't person. know if it was because of mental illness. I think um, it was because he didn't have the resources, the intelligence, uh, the backing that an Adolf Hitler did. So I, I, again, Charles Manson is one of uh, the people in history. I mean, Pol Pot is another evil person uh, that that has existed in history. Um, uh, one I talk about in my book is uh, Malleus Maleficorum. That was the writings of, of uh, Kramer and uh, I forget the second author, but they, they uh, wrote this that started 200,000 people being killed 
in the uh, uh, Spanish Inquisition. Yeah. You know, Dimitri has a question earlier about evil being uh, measured in, in terms of atrocity, in terms of what's the worst evil, right? And, and I think, correct me if I'm wrong, I, I don't think the evil can be measured. I think the, the, the following they get, you know, the, the the amount of people they can influence, maybe that's where the 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 mother become more more concerning like you mentioned hitler he had to have a following with him to be as powerful yes. right right um and, and charles manson had a little following with him they didn't have a, a nation with right them, right if we bring and, into politics and, and politicians... the way the way the way you um uh, get people to support evil is you tap into their fear and their pain um we we're seeing that in florida we're seeing that in Trump in the United States. They tap into the feeling that that many people have in the country that they're under attack, that they're going to lose their ability to control their lives, and that they come. So the the evil individual, whether it's DeSantis or Trump, try to mobilize that pain and that fear to gain people's support for their policies. Right now, now I'm not taking any any side, but I want to just steal the pot a little bit. You mentioned the binary thinking. Politics yeah. in the United States is basically the prototypical binary thinking. It's either us against them. Now, let's say to for for you know interest of argument, let's say somebody in the Trump camp have a following, you know, bring people together and describe the other party as being evil. They yes. are evil. They are doing this. So my question is, who is the the referee? Who decides? Okay. So what's first of evil? all, we were not always a country that was split as dramatically as today. It has it has happened at various times in the history of the country. It happened during the Civil War. Much of the thinking today is the same thinking that took place at the time. Uh, of the Civil War. You know, I uh, I worked in the Middle East with Palestinian and Israeli children. I worked to bring people together to learn about each other. I mean, the antidote to, to evil is uh, curiosity, care, loving, and bringing people together. And we we made a difference between these two groups. Neither one of those groups is evil per se. However, what happens, I mean, it was a terribly evil act that happened on October 7th when the Palestinians slaughtered peaceful people, especially the irony is many of those people were on their side. They chose the most liberal people in the country to attack. How do you bring two people together, not two, but two groups of people like that together when there's centuries of hate? Well, there them. aren't. Again, you know, it's so ironic. Jews have always been protected by Muslims. It wasn't until the creation of Israel that the Muslims turned hostile to Jews. Muslims and Jews, they, they derive from the same cloth. I mean, all these people are Abrahamic peoples, Christians, Jews, and Muslims. The problem comes when people pit them for one reason over another. I mean, the British made a decision to create the state of Israel. And they did it in a simplistic way. They said, okay, we're gonna take this little sliver of land and that shouldn't offend anybody. Well, of course, the people who lived on that sliver of land besides the Jews were the Palestinians and they were offended by that decision. You know, mm -hmm. a lot of what has been discussed so far, we've talked about religious groups, yes. right? And, you know, with Hitler, it was against the Jewish people. And now we're talking about the Jews and the Muslims and whatnot, which is interesting in and of itself, how we talk about religious groups and leaders of those groups in terms of evil, when religion isn't supposed to be about evil, right? It's all about evil. It's not supposed to be about evil, but it's all about evil. Going back to Zoroasterism, when you go back to the Persians, they came up with the idea that the people who followed Darius and Zoroasterism were the people who are the, the people who were good. Anybody who didn't follow Darius 
was seen as other and bad. The Jews came up with the idea um, of binary thinking at the time they were in Babylonia. And their, their concept was ha-goyim. I don't know if you ever heard that term. Goyim? The goyim. Goyim, yes. The goyim are dirty people. They're people who don't follow the rules as established by uh, the kosher laws and the laws of God. So religion is a source, unintended. This is right. my point. Unintended, an unintended source of creating exactly the opposite of what they intend to make the world a better place, a healthier place. Right. So by your definition, religion would be part of the problem because they yes, religion is part power of the over people, binary thinking, control of information and simplistic solutions. So right. how do you how do you get individuals who are who have these qualities within them to recognize these things and find insight into them to change okay. this stuff people, if they're within people. these kinds of cults or religions or whatever look want people to want them. to belong to things they want to be uh part of a group they want to be loved by one another but they don't get the information you know in my book i talk about the gnostic gospels the gnostic gospels were approximately 80 other gospels to the life of jesus and they included people like um thomas doubting thomas judas Mary Magdalene. These folks were contemporaries of Jesus, but they were excluded from Christianity. At the time of uh, the, the uh, Council of Nicaea at 400 AD, when they codified what Christianity was, they burnt all those other gospels. They weren't found until 1946 in Nag Hammadi, Egypt, remnants of them that have been put together over the next uh, 70 years. Uh, so we, we uh, right from its inception, Christianity did exactly what I'm talking about. They controlled information, they destroyed information, they made people that they did not find to be suitable to their future as not good enough. And they used their power over behavior to create a religion that didn't support the teachings of Jesus. I mean, Jesus was was opposed to priests. And what did they create? A priestly class. And speaking of that, um, did you watch the Super Bowl? Did you see the He Gets Us ads? I, what did you I make did, of that? I, I didn't see those ads, but I did watch the Super Bowl. <laughs> I tried <laughs> to keep politics out okay. of the Super Bowl. Okay. Um, have you ever seen those ads before? The He Gets Us ads? Yes. What do you I make did. of them? Um, I love them. I think they're very lovely ads. I mean, I wish we would behave like that. He, Jesus gets us. That, that, but, I don't know if the uh, Christians get us, but Jesus does. But do you know who's behind those ads? I don't. I don't. I, I think it's it's more efficient not knowing what's behind it. I get it. So again, I don't think all Christians are bad. Uh, again, I don't think all Christians are evil. I would be terrible yeah. if I thought that. I don't think all Muslims or Jews are evil. I think there are particular people who use their power in very destructive ways. I think uh, the the uh, crown prince of Saudi Arabia is using his power in a very destructive way. He chops up newsmen. That's pretty scary. So to me, I mean, we need to define what are the forces and acts that are manipulating people to behave poorly. I mean, if we manipulated people to act as Jesus wanted them to act, we would be doing a good thing. Yeah. It seems to me, as we discuss um, history and, and religion, it seems to me that one of the main uh, recurrent theme is information. And yes. thinkers of time would say information is a, is a, one of the greatest weapons that one can have either for good or for bad. And in a world now that we live in, that information is so readily accessible. You know, the, before you'd have to go to a library to read a book. Now you can pick up your phone and- And, and it's right there at your fingertips. Right there. So yes. I, I guess the, the, the way I'm getting at is that 
one of the um, cure you mentioned against evil is having information to, yeah. of course, to counteract the misinformation. But how do we make sure, how do we tell people and convince people that the information that I'm giving you is the right one and that the one they're giving you is the wrong one? You know, it's still, it seems to me it's still us against them and there's not a simplistic way to it's fix. Still that and, divide is what you're trying to say. Bring trust, exactly. And bring trust to say, the way we fix this is to accept this information, take it as it is true, because yours is not true. You know, yes. I think that's what a problem maybe that is a problem. Is. That is yeah. a problem. And historically, we uh, had wise people that we went to to hear what they understood. Um, we we had universities. We had um, sources of information that we trusted for a very long time in this country. We trusted people like Walter Cronkite. Um, that they were sources of information that we could rely on. But today, unfortunately, again, unintended consequence, the internet provides tremendous amount of information. It also provides a tremendous amount of misinformation. And there are people out there, uh, I would venture to say Putin, for example, who's manipulating information on the web to create forces that will support him and not the truth. So that's that's where it becomes problematic. How do we sort through things so that we can trust that there are sources that provide correct information and are not manipulating us? Look, uh, just recently, Fox News was held accountable for the lies they, they told about election fraud. Uh, these things, Fox News is not a reliable source of information. They have been controlled by very powerful right-wing sources to provide disinformation. And we have to get out there and let people know they they have to uh, discount a lot of the misinformation that's being brought to them regularly. Right. I, I would say one of the things I've been told when I grew up, and I'm sure you guys have been told the same, is always question information. You hear yeah. something, question it. But it, it's it's kind of ironic because nowadays a fraction of the population, because of the internet, will get will get fed the same nonsense they, they're reading. It's a yeah. reinforcement, so they'll That's they'll right. go and, and and Google, but they'll search will provide them the same nonsense that they've been reading. So it's a reinforcing pattern. And they're right. saying, well, I've read it on the internet. It must be true. Right. Well, yeah, because that's exactly right. And that's the thing we have to guard against. Look, Everything on the on internet's forever. true, Steph. Don't you know that? <laughs> this has gone on forever. Galileo was excommunicated from the Catholic Church because he said the sun was the center of the universe. And the Catholic Church knew that he was right. They were the scientists of their time. But they didn't believe people could handle the truth. So, you know, getting into these truths and about evaluating the information that you receive and, you know, like Dimitri said, and Steph was alluding to, you know, people are getting their news from TikTok and Insta and Snap and Facebook and all of these things and not really um, verifying the accuracy of the information that's there. But one of the things that you had brought up is people used to go to the truth tellers, yeah. people trusted in the news, people trusted in the universities. And I believe you, you were previous professor at a yes. university, right? Like I am now. Um, but right now, universities and colleges, primarily in our state, but I'm sure in other states are being censored as far as what types of topics can be taught. Yes. So what is your take on that? Well, I started out my my rant tonight about I'm so concerned about what's going on in Pennsylvania. In Pennsylvania. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, in Florida. I'm in so Florida. concerned about that uh, because, in fact, they are changing history. They're changing facts. They're destroying books. Yeah, that, that, that brings about a question. Do, do you think, I mean, that, that's one of the main theme nowadays, 
to combat evil, you need to talk about it. You know, there's some yes. people out there, you know, will say there's no need to talk about slavery anymore. It's past. There's no need to talk about atrocities done against. And they, would, they don't only say that. They say slavery had good features. Yeah. Come on, that's crazy. That's right. That's right. So that's what what people are saying. Right. So so do do you believe that we need not necessarily teach evil, but we need to um, point evil because you know there's a famous saying: those who don't know the 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 story are bound to repeat it. Right. The history are bound to repeat it. So if you don't point at it, this is evil. How do you teach how to avoid it? Right. So I love you guys. You're out there bringing information as best you can. I wrote a book. My idea was to get this book out. You know, I sent um, ads to the universities in Florida, uh, the state universities, to uh, promote my book. They wouldn't print it. (laughs) They wouldn't take my money and they wouldn't print my ads promoting my book because they didn't want my information out there. Evil people are not going to, are not going to, print a book about themselves no no i'm not gonna not, not gonna do that not gonna do it i, I wanted to i wanted to show you um full disclosure you've already seen this scatter plot that i'm going to show but the people watching this on youtube and listening to this have not seen this yeah um but i want to show them this and show this to you again and get your take on it um this is something i've been trying to put trying to put together and trying to push on people for uh, years now, um, I've been trying to push this on my wife now for, I think, at least four years. She has refused to accept this. Um, maybe I'm trying to make headway. If you agree with me, then maybe she will accept it because she is also a psychologist and Suzanne is not helping me as a psychologist. Maybe if you as a psychologist will help me, she will then agree. I'm going to share the screen here for a few minutes. Um yes. And then, Are you trying to divide? Is that what you're trying to do, Dimitri? I'm trying to bring people together. I am not evil. I don't know. I'm it's not a binary thinker. I'm not a, trying to control information, Suzanne. Well, let, anyway. let's hear you. Let's listen. So th- do you see the screen? Control okay. it as long as you're right. right? I got it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So this is, um, so my theory of people is that when we grow up, we are, uh, we lack knowledge and that is, ignorance. Now I'm going to, I'm going to keep this up for the people and I'm going to, you've seen this, so you know what it looks like and I'm going to stop sharing the screen, but I'm going to keep it up for everyone else. Okay. Um, so my theory is that when we are children, we grow up with lack of knowledge, which is the definition of ignorance. People think ignorance is stupidity. It is not stupidity. It is just a lack of knowledge. We also grow up with the idea that we are the center of the universe. Now, as we grow up, we realize that we are not the center of the universe and we gain knowledge by going to school and learning through school and through our parents. And we give up those, we give up those ideas. Uh, we learn, we give up the idea that we are the center of the universe. However, there are people that don't do that and they keep those ideas that they belong uh, at the center of everything, that they are, uh, that they need these things. And they also, don't either choose not to learn things or they just don't. And so they keep the ignorance. And when you get these sort of combinations, either higher in the ignorance or higher in the greed or both, you get into these sort of areas. And the scatter plot that I created was that, you know, if you're higher on the ignorance and the greed, you end up into sort of like maybe a mega church leader. And I'm assuming I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt that they actually believe the stuff they yeah. spout. If you're greedy and sort of uh, more educated, you'll end up sort of like a CEO type where you can take advantage of uh, financial situations and laws and stuff. Politicians sort of in between uh, of those sections. Anyway, that's my take. I have not been able to get uh, people to sort of side with me on this because they, in my opinion, refuse to accept that we are these people within us and we have chosen to suppress these urges to live in a society. But when society breaks down, you find that these things are actually what happens. Uh, Fry Festival is a great example. my, my, uh, my, My take on it is that your chart demonstrates 
what happens when society fails. That is, that is the end result of evil. People end up in that quadrant and uh, they are being manipulated and not have complete education. I believe the human being is naturally uh, good. The human being has two biologically um, programmed forces. One is love. Love is a very powerful notion in the human condition. Mothers naturally love their, their children. Children naturally want to be loved and connected to their parents. Communities take care naturally of one another. Two, the human being is naturally curious. It's constantly trying to master its environment. It goes from mastering their dreams, their sleep, their crib, to the playpen, to the yard, to the community. It keeps expanding the uh, life space around it and trying to learn how to master it. So given uh, the natural unfolding of the individual, we would see them grow up to be a loving, curious uh, individual that participates in the world in such a fashion. Unfortunately, let, let me ask each of you, why are you the religions that you are? What religion do you think we are? I have no idea. What religion? How does one? How does one get to be a Christian, a Catholic, a Protestant, a Jew, a Muslim? How does that happen? I'm an Usually, it's, it's 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 society. Usually, it's society. You're a product of where you grew up. You're your family, your school. That or what you your family in. promotes right. to you. Usually. Your family Usually. promotes and limits mm -hmm. the information. Right. Um, they choose right from the outset not to open you up, most of us, to the possibility of learning about others, of learning about how these forces have affected them and why they are programming you to follow in those footsteps. The same thing is probably true of politics. How do uh -huh. people become Democrats or Republicans? But but isn't but aren't you making my point for me? Is that we grow up in this ignorance and we can yes. choose to to move past that. Well, we can, uh, assuming we have the insight that we challenge the people around us. It, hey, exactly. I was at my baccalaureate from high school and I, I uh, challenged the clergy as to the deficits of religion and they threw me out of the baccalaureate. I grew up in a Jewish school and I challenged them and they were telling me like just be quiet and read yes. i mean i agree with you that's but that's my whole point of this is that i think i think the difference between our opinions is that you believe people are inherently good yes and then become evil and, and i become, believe that people become, are not yes that, that's right uh, and i believe our that inherent not. difference is that they i believe they're naturally good and society unintended effects of our societies are they they channel us in directions that are problematic you know and, I, again, and i'm the opposite i believe yeah. that we're inherently bad yes evil i i guess I, I don't think it's evil i just think it's we're inherently born with the aggression the sense and... that the sense that we're entitled and and unknowing and that we either have to learn to give that up or society or, or we don't and then we become evil. But how do we learn this? Again, I, when I was in the Middle East, I would eat one night in the family of Palestinians and one night in the family of Jews. And they had the same meal. They ate the same food. Exactly. The smelled the same. Exactly. Right? So, but, 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 but they don't realize that. They, they don't realize the because they're ignorant, Evan. They're right. Ignorant. They're ignorant. So, yes. <laughs> Thank you for us, agreeing you know, with me. I just, agree with the that, point that we'll that's the failure. Good Lord. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the referee is stepping <laughs> in. Yeah. I got <laughs> So, we're we're gonna get to these fun questions soon, but will, I think Suzanne but I gotta, has a, I gotta Suzanne be has a question. You here, I sure do. 
So, you know, if we're born with this entitled, perhaps evil shriek to us, I'm going to give this to you, Evan. Do you think that children can be evil? No, I don't think we're born with it. I don't, I think that happens mostly as a function of the deprivation and the evil perpetrated on those children. And in the history of any known childhood acts or acts by adolescents, would you consider any of those people evil? Or do you still consider them a product of their environment? You know, again, I think I mentioned before that I was a fellow in the Division of Legal Medicine, and I was assigned to a detention center with the 100 most difficult children in Massachusetts. And of those 100, there was only one that I came across that I thought had already demonstrated by the age of 16 that they were evil. And that particular that particular child had uh, shot a hole in the uh, in a storekeeper's chest and was uh, uh, arrested for armed robbery uh, and intent to murder. While he was in the detention center, he, this was a massively built child. He was very, very strong. He broke the neck of one of the guards. Um, when I tested him, he had no remorse. He just wanted to create mayhem. And I had to testify in court before the juvenile court in, in Massachusetts, in Boston. And uh, I said to the judge, I'm sorry, I don't like to say this about a child, but he's the only one I had ever seen like this, but he should be in jail for the rest of his life. And the judge being a nice liberal guy like us said, that's terrible. You can't make that kind of determination about a 16 year old. And he put this young man in a, uh, sec unsecured program to be rehabilitated after he left the detention center. He ran away from that detention center, from that facility, and killed two Northeastern students. Then, then he went to jail for life and was murdered by the other prisoners in jail because they were frightened of him. So that doesn't happen very often. That's a very unusual experience. Uh, most most kids, I believe, given the opportunity, given the resources, given the love, given the nurturance, given people like you all who are mental health professionals, um, can go back out into the world and be successful. Otherwise, we wouldn't do what we do. Does that yeah, answer yeah. your question, Suzanne? Yeah, it does. And just to you know, add to what you were saying too, and about that case that you that you had worked on, and then he was later released. What are your thoughts about if you if you have enough information about him about the Parkland shooter? Because coming from Florida, that's a very hot topic here. Um, Again, I think these these people are products of our crazy society. First of all, you people in Florida all carry around weapons. You can carry them wherever you go. It's a dangerous world. What do you mean, out you there. people? <laughs> I'm not Sorry. from Florida originally. I'm not going to own that one. <laughs> but He's not wrong. I, I mean, look, down there. <laughs> what, what is it? The solution to, to, to gun violence is to give more guns. That's, yes, that's right. It is, it is in Florida. They say. Now, again, I think, you know, people who, who say those things are creating mayhem. The truth is we need to, we need to keep guns uh, away from lots of people who can't handle them. Young children shouldn't be walking around with weapons. They shouldn't be bringing them to school. Their parents need to give them supervision. Uh, I am not going to say today that no one should have guns, but they need to be carefully regulated. We need to uh, determine uh, how they should be used. I was a medic. I was a medic in the Vietnam War. I know what weapons can do. I've seen the destruction created by by weapons, man upon man. Uh, now, I also want to tell you about the Vietnam War. The day I got to Fort Polk, Louisiana, and they started to tell me we're going to kill gooks, um, I understood what they were doing. They were trying to make us uh, see the enemy as non-human. 
so that we would kill them. They had simplistic solutions to complex problems. These are things that society thrust upon us. Speaking of which, people think that, um, and I promise we're going to get to the fun stuff. This, this is actually, <laughs> I'm going to end this, I'm going to end this oh, depressing this stuff fun. on this question. <laughs> well, I'm going to well, end this depressing you're, you're, stuff here. And then we're going to get why to you the think fun stuff fun. in a second. We'll get, I know why everyone thinks this is fun. <laughs> <laughs> Some people are saying that, that social media created all of this, this kind of stuff. But, um, but I, my contention is that social media revealed this about humanity. Yes. It didn't it didn't actually create this about humanity. Of course. Do you agree with me on that? Yes, 100%. This is again um social media could have been should have been a source of great connection and great uh, awareness of different people from different places and learn uh, learning and it's turned into a place where People who are approaching evil are using it to distort the information to manipulate vulnerable people. Okay. All right. Well, look. Okay. This was. Great. I'm going to say this again. Read my book. Get my yes. book yes. out there. Okay. All right. Book. Look. So Let us talk about your book. pull the book up. Yep. We're gonna we're gonna do the fun fun questions while you have the book right next to your face. All right. Right next. Okay. All right. So. Give us the top the top five most evil people in the history of humanity. Okay. <laughs> and 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 you gotta give us from number five all the way up. So the five. number five most evil person ever. As, one being as the worst? I, I, I don't one know being all, I don't know all the evil people throughout but, history. I know but you, that you're, you've studied like, them. You've gotta like be Pol able to Pot, give us five. Pol Pot, all right. Who who is the uh person who killed a million uh cambodians okay pol pot. Uh, was, a, was a particularly uh evil guy okay. so pol pot number five number four number four i would put down um uh kramer um, from seinfeld and, no no uh <laughs> no suit for you dimitri <laughs> kramer and uh his buddy um i'm sorry uh I got lost. You disappeared. Here we are. We're back. Uh -oh. <laughs> uh, uh, who wrote Malleus Maleficorum and started the Spanish Inquisition? Okay. All right. That was the, the, they're right up there. All right. Uh, Kramer. I, I think I have to add uh, three? my friend Donald Trump because he's so contemporary. Wow. Now, he's going to make two lists. Okay. He, 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 uh, he unfortunately, um, if he gets reelected, has the potential to create so much havoc in this country um, and danger. So I have to add him to the list and Adolf Hitler's at the top of my list. Well, you, you, you got, you, you need, you need one more. Number two. Hitler. Hitler's the top of your list. Is the who's top. The, who's yeah, Hitler's number one. You got, you got, Kramer, you got Pol Pot, Kramer, Kramer, Kramer and Pol Pot. Trump. You got Pol, Kramer, Pol, Pot. Uh, Pol Pot, Kramer, Trump. And, and number Hitler. two. You're missing one. You only have you got four. Oh, I only got four. You only got four. Okay. Um, oh well, we could put Stalin up there. There you go. There you go. A good Russian boy. You got to put good, Stalin. Yeah, up there. right. Who, right. Uh, what who about decided to to uh, purge his own country? What about like the top five most evil people right now? Like, where would you put Putin up there? Right As up on a, right up top with uh, with uh, his friend Trump. With his friend Trump. With okay. his friend Trump. Um, okay. What about uh, what about uh, DeSantis? I uh, well, you you know how I feel about your state, <laughs> so I think DeSantis is creating lots and lots of mayhem. Um, there are other people, Victor Orban in Hungary, um, who's right up there. Uh, Erdogan in Turkey. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, there are there are enough people around to make our wow. list okay unfortunately right. okay and the last the last question i got for you, you got this one you got to hold up the book the whole hold time up the book again the whole time the whole time you got to hold it up the whole time the whole time all right you have to, this is a forced choice multiple choice question you have to choose 
you have to give yourself a nickname that you will have now every time you go on a podcast to be introduced as. You have to choose. You will either be known as A, Dr. Evil, the evil psychologist, Dr. Doom, or Dr. Evil Knievel. Uh, Dr. Evil Knievel. You are now. I don't want to be a fun guy. (laughs) You are now known as. I don't want to be associated with being evil. Dr. Evil Knievel. You are now now known as Evan Longan, Dr. Evil Knievel. Thank you for coming on with us. The book is The Roots of Evil. Put it up. Put it up. Put it up. Put it up. We want them to see the cover. Hold it right up to the camera. Perfect. The Roots of Evil, a postmodern exploration of the unintended consequences of civilization. It's on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, anywhere you can get your books online. Yeah, you guys, if you're teaching, I hope you take it to your class and have them buy it. Um, I've had a lot of difficulty getting it out to the public. Uh, I've got a lot of uh, reception up here in Massachusetts, but you guys are going to save me in Florida. Uh, by the way, um, I'm hoping one of these days I'm going to come down there. I have a brother that lives in Fort Lauderdale. So uh, I hope that uh, I can contact you all and absolutely we can go to Jackson's together. There we go. Yeah. Um, awesome. We'll do that. Absolutely. absolutely. Thank you, Evan. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to me. Of course. Have a great night. You too. Mental health tip of the day time. Day full of hiccups? Need a shake up? Listen up. It's the Psych Effect Podcast Mental Health Tip of the Day. Brought to you by nobody. One of these guys up here in my background might want to do it, but they don't want to give us money. Anyway. One day day someone will do a good thing. We'll do the right thing. One day someone will do a good thing. But we have a special guest. Right, Suzanne? We We have a special guest. Who is our special guest giving us our mental health tip today? We got Michael today. Hey, guys. Hi, Michael. Hi. What's our mental health tip of the day, and who is is the guy that you got this mental health tip of the day from? I know it's a little old, but guys, when you are feeling struggled, never back down and never give up. Always stick to your goals. And who said that? Nick A30. Nick A30. Thank you for that. And you're right. Never back down. No. Never give up. Never give up. Because quitters never win and winners never quit. Never quit. That's right. And today Good. is the cliched mental health tip of the day. Brought to you by Michael and Nikkei 30. 830. And how many how many people over 30 years old today in this in this in this chat here know who Nikkei 30 is? Now I probably do. zero. I just learned right now. I I am today years old. When I found out who Nick A30 is, and I'm looking right at him, I suddenly, I suddenly feel young. I mean, if he wants to be a guest on our show, that's right. We are formally inviting Nick A30 to come on our show and, um, and hang with us. He is. He has 7.42 million subscribers on YouTube. Plus three. Plus three. Plus three. Plus, plus, plus one three. more now. Plus, plus the Psych Effect podcast. Anyway, thank you to Nick A30 and Michael for our mental health tip of the day. Uh, And thanks to Evan Longin. That was a really cool interview. Um, Like, follow, subscribe, and please, please leave reviews, written reviews in the comments on Apple, Google, Spotify. Those help us more than anything else. The engagement that we need. Uh, to grow this podcast and it tells us what we're doing well and what we're not doing well so please leave reviews and let us know or, or what you ask like. questions or, or bring about a topic that you want to or if you want, want a to topic covered let us know yeah let us know and let us know if you want us to do other engaging things like say for instance start a discord to talk to us directly and maybe you know live do it that way yeah um, so let us or know live and uh We'll see you on the next one. All right. All right, guys. Take care. Bye, everyone. Bye. The previous podcast is for general informational purposes only and represented the individual opinions of Dr. Dimitri Bick, Dr. Stefan de Graff, Dr. Suzanne Mignon, and the guests.
It does not constitute the practice of medicine or other professional healthcare services and should not be taken as medical advice or an establishment of standard of care. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements and no doctor-patient relationship is formed. The content on this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions.